I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to part two of this week's Clash of the Titles, the podcast that pits two movies with loads in common in a fight to the death to see which one comes out victorious. So, we spent Monday's episode in small town Alabama with Atticus Finch, and today it's just a hop, skip and a jump over to small town Mississippi, where Jake Brigance is putting his friends and family in danger as he decides to defend Carl Lee Haley after he murders his daughter's attackers. That's right, from 1996, it's a time to kill. I figure a lot of people out there tired of all the raping, killing. They'd be sympathetic to a man who took the law in his own hand. Even if he is black. Our society cannot condone men who take the law into their own hands, no matter what the circumstance. How do you wish to be? Not guilty, Your Honor. So which film in this southern courtroom drama duel will be victorious? We'll have a winner at the end of the show, so let's get it on. Welcome to Clash of the Titles. Release the Kraken! Hello, Clash Butters. I brought you some peach cobbler. I'm Alex Zane. I'm <laughs> Vicky Crompton. I'm Chris Tilly. Uh, yes, this is part two of To Kill a Mockingbird versus A Time to Kill. As you well know, by the end of this show, we will declare which is the better film in the verdict. But before we get into A Time to Kill, in our regular dip into the digital mailbag, it's time for a review from one of you, read by Chris Tilly, a.k.a. <gasps> Chris Tilly. This review comes from All Nicknames Taken 1927. Oh, I know this. Yeah. <laughs> Entitled Stop so Making Me Laugh. How did you know? I was going to ask you, have we had this conversation? No. Okay. Let me read the message right, right. and then we can talk. Dear Clash of the Titles, having been introduced to the podcast by my work friend, who you may well know as it's Vicky, <laughs> I have given up listening to music while I'm running and listen to you guys and it's becoming a problem. You Good. make me laugh too much Good. and I constantly end up making people cross the street from my mad sweaty laughing fit. So thanks for that. <laughs> keep up the hilarious work. P.S. You keep talking about the shadow prosthetic nose on that episode and the shadow keeps saying the shadow knows and Alex totally missed on, on that joke. <laughs> 
Yeah, I've seen that review. It makes me feel sick that so I missed that. Who is this, Mickey? That's Andy that okay. I work with. He's lovely. And he's been listening to the podcast and he's just the, he's just such a good supporter of the podcast. And then he was like, in our work time, which I very much respect, let's talk about the podcast. Lovely. Get paid for that. That's great. Oh, thanks, Andy. Thanks, That's Andy. That's bloody brilliant. And music is overrated. So well <laughs> done music. on replacing music with us. And I also have to issue apology uh, to Joe, who I met at Fright Fest and I didn't lap dance for. <laughs> oh, you did a lap dance? No, you I didn't yet. lap Sorry. dance. You she wanted a lap dance and I didn't give it to her. Because she, she, re- she recited the poem from Death Proof. Have but, you ever seen Death Proof? No. You weren't here for that episode. It makes a lot of sense <laughs> to everyone who listens to that episode. Did we oh, say come up to me and recite the poem and Chris will do a lap dance? Uh, I want to say no, but I think maybe. we must have, we must have done because yeah. that's what happened. Otherwise, good honour. It, it was quite an intense <laughs> moment in the pub, if I'm honest. That's amazing. I love the fact that someone did the Death Proof poem to you. <laughs> you had to have done a lap dance then. That would have been amazing. You little team. <laughs> Fantastic. Are you just work- you're a great dancer. You would have been able to do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Another time. Next <laughs> Fright Fest next year. Oh, well, that's a promise. There you have it. <laughs> if you didn't have a reason to go to Fright Fest, I went to Fright Fest with Chris. It was great. We ended up watching a drag act in the Phoenix Bar. We did. We met lots of listeners. Yeah. It was really lovely. That's nice. Yeah. 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 Hey, do you want to do this movie then? Yeah. All right. So on Monday, V was saying, wake up, boo, which means all music's rubbish apart from the Boo Radley. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which means today it's time to kill. But is that okay or not? Let me take you on a journey. Jake Brigance is a lawyer with a good heart and not enough clients. But when Carl Lee Haley murders his daughter's attackers, Jake decides to take the case. According to his wife, Carla, he's become obsessed with it. We don't really see that. (laughs) Jake doesn't do a whole lot of work in this movie, instead farming it out to his ragtag team, including Ellen Rourke, who will spend the movie being the butt of the running joke that no one can pronounce her last name, at various times being called Roark, Ark, (laughs) or just She. But that's because she's a bleeding-hot liberal who doesn't believe in the death penalty, whereas Jake loves it and wants it used loads more. But this doesn't deter Ellen, who apologises for overreacting to hearing this. Jake then tries to defuse a bomb by ripping it apart with his bare hands, which weirdly doesn't work. Then, just as he's losing faith, is drunk mentor Lucian, who nearly scuppers the case by putting a convicted felon on the stand, gives him the pep talk he needs, which consists of, you're an attorney, Jake, and... Be better than me. No kidding, Lucy. So, cue a closing speech and a win for Jake, but not for Ethel, who's moved back to Oxford fuming. Peach cobbler, the end. Clash butters, for your consideration, a time to kill. Histories with this movie, unlike you on Monday, Vicky, I'm actually going to ask you. Sure, uh, you do it your way. This movie. But I'll start, if that's all right. Cool, go Never for seen it. this before, never watched this before. It's a first watch for me, so, you know, really, uh, really good. John Grisham was my guy in the 90s. Of course he was. Read the book. Oh, of course. Watched the film. Yeah. Job done. Just once? Yeah. Right. Well, twice now. I didn't didn't read the book, but I did go to the cinema to see this. Oh, okay. Because casting-wise, box Mm. tick, box tick, box tick. I Mm. love stuff like this. A lot of of our faves. Yeah. Holy smokes. I mean, especially now, you know, 20-odd years on. 
Like you look down, even the small parts, yeah. you've got Octavia Spencer in there. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. am- it's amazing. Amazing, the cast of this movie. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about it. Uh, so, uh, John Grisham had worked with Joel Schumacher, the director of this movie, on The Client, and very much liked the results that Joel Schumacher delivered. So he wanted him back on board for A Time to Kill, as this was his first and favourite book. So, Grisham wanted to be more involved than in the previous adaptations of his work, so he took on the role of producer and he took it on very seriously, being involved with every iota of the production because he wanted it to be done the way he saw this novel in his head as he was writing it. Sounds like a fucking nightmare. So it's all on him then. That's good to know, actually. <laughs> I mean, really, it's yeah. like, honestly, if you're Joel Schumacher, it's like, you love what I did on the client. Yeah. But now I'm going to tell you what to do. So I kind of loved it. But I think I'm going to love telling you what I want more on this movie. If, if that's, that's all okay. Right, yeah. <laughs> that's okay, Joel. Because I know you've just done Batman Forever and you're flying high. But let me tell you, Batman and Robin's just around the corner. That's going to be a bit of a career ender. <laughs> so uh, as um, with his involvement in the rest of the film, Grisham was very, very interested in who was going to be cast in this movie so he was happy with everyone that was suggested, all the Sandra Bullocks of this world, the Samuel L. Jacksons of this world, happy with all that. But the lead role of Jake was the last to be filled. So a few of the names <clears throat> that uh, were suggested and probably auditioned, Val Kilmer, Brad Pitt, Robert Downey Jr., all in contention, Woody Harrelson threw his hat into the ring, but to no avail. Grisham did not feel he was right for the part. The person who Grisham did want, Kevin Costner. Ooh, is okay. Jake Brigance. Do okay. you see that? I can see, I can see that. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, done, he's played a lawyer a lot of times. Mm, I yeah. can see that. And, and Grisham could see it. And then Kevin Costner went, and also I'd like full control of the entire movie. And Grisham went, thank you, Kevin. Bye. Good to see you. <laughs> Good to see you. I'm, I, as Joel not told you, <laughs> I control the spice. Uh, so, in the end, we've got Matthew McConaughey. So he's already cast in the film in the role of Freddie Lee Cobb that was going to be played, eventually going to be played by Kiefer Sutherland. So Matthew McConaughey's in that role, but he says to Schumacher, I'd like to be considered for the role of Jake Brigantz. And Joel Schumacher agrees to do an audition with him, but he does it in secret. And so McConaughey says of this, Joel not only took a chance on me, he fought for me. Knowing the studio might never approve a relative unknown like myself in the lead for A Time to Kill, he set up a secret screen test for me on a Sunday morning in a small unknown studio because, as he stated, even if you do great, you might not get the part, so I don't want the industry to ever think you screen tested and did not get the job. Smart. Bloody nice. Yeah, really nice. That is a really nice thing to do. Really nice thing to do. Grisham sees this audition tape and he is Hooked, loves McConaughey, wants him for the role, which is good because Grisham controls this movie. Uh, In a statement after Joel Schumacher's death in uh, 2020, uh, McConaughey said, I don't see how my career could have ever gone to the wonderful places it has if it wasn't for Joel Schumacher believing in me back then. Lovely end to that story. Such a short audition. Matthew, could you put these glasses on? Brilliant. <laughs> so good looking. But it was one of those... Can you wear a sleeveless T-shirt? Well... Yeah, sweetie, could you take your T-shirt off? Let me just daub some like sweat on your head because you're going to be sweating for this entire Matthew, movie. Who plays the wife? Who plays Carla? What's she called? Ashley Judd. Ashley Judd is coated in sweat mm. the entire time, even in that weird dream sequence bit where she Not a dream back. sequence. Not a dream sequence. Not a dream sequence. It, 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 it is. Shot and acted... Like a dream sequence. As a dream sequence. Yeah. 
Yeah. Ashley, but be more ethereal. Salt. <laughs> Why is David Lynch directing the scene? <laughs> Come back from the past. She's always covered in sweat. Yeah. It's hot. It's hot. But in no Alabama. one else is. Mississippi. Mississippi. But, that was Monday. I actually don't know. You'll both remember this. This was when Hollywood told us a new movie star is here, isn't yeah. it? It was one of those moments where he was on the cover of every single magazine. Mm. <laughs> From relative obscurity, you and I knew about him mm. because of one of our favourite films. Yeah, Dazed and Confused. Dazed and Confused. He's a movie star ready-made there, yep. but it took a while for Hollywood to catch up. And it was just one of those... And he would lose the bowl cut and the tash and start looking like Matthew McConaughey <laughs> yeah, <sure>. now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would have still looked cool. I don't know. I don't know that uh, he would have... But did he have a romantic uh, liaison with Sandra Bullock on this movie? Mm-hmm. I should know this. I researched it, but I Yes, did. I believe I they went out for quite a long time. I don't go in for tats like that. But yeah, so... Uh, it is the movie that made him a star. Mm. Is it an amazing performance? It's all right. It's, all right, it's yeah. not like, you know, it's not Dallas he looks like Club. A, he looks like a movie star. He yeah. does. It, when we were told he's Paul Newman, that's what everyone was told. This yeah. is the new Paul Newman. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so it did well at the box office. $152 million worldwide on a $40 million budget. That's where you do the box office. Got it. Call back to Monday. Uh, it's the third highest grossing movie based on a John Grisham book. Uh, above it, at number two, The Pelican Brief. Mm-hmm. And above it, at number one, our old favourite. We did it with a few good men. The Firm. The Firm. Oh, God, yeah. The Firm, the highest grossing John Grisham novel. Turned into a film. Yes. God, I can barely remember anything about that. Uh, So the critics, while it did well at the box office, there were mixed reviews, uh, and there's a little bit of controversy about this movie uh, because of its stance on the death penalty. Right. And... uh, and self-defence. Uh, so in certain countries, I mean, there was a lot of press around this in France. Uh, I really saying this movie is bad. What it is saying is bad. And then in France and some other countries, it had its name changed to the right to kill? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, as I said, it was uh, Schumacher's penultimate really big movie because Batman Robin was big, but the reception of that kind of damaged his career. Although, I got a soft spot for Phone Booth. So. <laughs> and Tigerland is great. Tigerland is yes. great. But again, did no money at the box no. office whatsoever, but it is great. Uh, all right. So, let's get into this. What a cast. When you see those names come up, mm. you're like, yeah, it's so exciting. Hell. But it's interesting, the order, isn't it? Mm, Top yeah. billing, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Oh, he's barely in it. <laughs> yeah. <really. laughs> But it tells you where we were in 1996. Yeah. She yeah. was the biggest star in this Speed film. Speed and Demolition Man. Yeah. That double whammy. Why, why, she's the biggest star on the planet. <laughs> uh, second build, Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. And then Matthew comes in third. Mm. Yep. And then Kevin Spacey fourth. Yep. Uh, so let's deal with this horrible pair of mm. vile creatures. You know, this is our third week of Nicky Cat. He's in, he's in Planet Terror and School of Rock. Is he really? Yes. <laughs> doing a Nicky Cat month. Wow, a Nicky Cat trilogy. <laughs> so neat, but fine. Yeah, well, we should have announced it at the start, but sure. <laughs> he's very good. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, these uh, this pair are awful. Yeah. Uh, they're grotesque. Their hair is grotesque. Their behaviour is grotesque. That fucking weird, tiny vest top he has on <laughs> is horrific. Uh, very difficult to tell the difference between hipsters and rednecks, though. Uh, Turns out. I mean, honestly, I was <laughs> Don't like, tell them that. I was like, I've seen you in East London, so <laughs> fair enough. Um, but uh, this this whole sequence, I, I was, I mean, I'd sort of had an inkling about what this was about, but I didn't expect it to mm. be dealt with in such a fashion. It's it's harrowing. It's, yeah. it's an, aw- mm. I mean, necessary for the film, but just nasty. But obviously, they assault... Um, 
Tonya, uh, Samuel Jackson character, Carly Haley, his daughter, and uh, just, you know, her calling for, I don't want to go into it too much, but, you know, to set the scene, her calling for daddy, mm-hmm. it's the smashed eggs, like the dropping of the Ugh. groceries after she's taken so long to pick them out in the grocery store, the whole thing. So when she says sorry Daddy, dropping... I'm sorry I dropped the groceries. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. oh, no, Tonya. I will never God. stop crying. Yeah. yeah, so that sets us up Chris Cooper tells Matthew McConaughey about what's happened. Uh, cops question Pete Willard, one of the attackers, and they'll Samuel L. Jackson. He visits Jake Brigance, Matthew McConaughey's character. I'm going to start... I, I struggled with Carl Lee mm. because when the crowd are chanting, Carl Lee, free Carl Lee, I'm like, Temple of Doom, yes. Temple of Doom, <laughs> Temple of Doom, Temple of Doom. Me too. And every time someone's they, they chant and they chant Carl Lee a lot, I'm like, this is taking me out of this fucking movie, guys. It's Temple of Doom. I'm thinking of Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> <laughs> Both valid. Yeah, yeah. Free Carly. Carly Ray Jepsen. Yeah. Sure. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, Carly, it's going to it's gonna stick. Uh, visits Jake Brigance, tells him about what happened. Uh, Jake Brigance has represented his brother previously. He's worried that these men are going to get away with rape. And he asks him to help him in a jam. Jake says, what kind of jam? This is important. You've got a daughter, Jake. What would you do? Yes. So mm. Carly basically says, I'm going to kill these motherfuckers. Mm. <laughs> does, <In a> very, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it was a different Samuel L. Jackson movie, he might that's have said it. That's literally what he would say. Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of what he's saying. And uh, and so Jake uh, goes home. He's married to Ashley Judd, Carla. She's doing, I don't know what the fuck she's doing. It's but, not good. None of it's good. I don't she, know if it's her. I don't know if it's the way it's written. It's a weird wife character. Like, I'm pleased when he goes back to her, but also I was a bit like, you made a mistake. Yeah, of course Sandra she Bullock's did. right there. Yeah, Ellen Rourke. Ellen Rourke. Like a strangled bird. Ellen Rourke. Ellen Rourke. She uh, she's great. She's Sandra Bullock. She's amazing. Yeah, of course. I mean, I know your feelings on Sandy B. You love her. She is a breath of fresher. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vicky's favorite film, The Net. Uh, <laughs> Literally usurped is. Ghostbusters recently. Uh, oh, hang on. Yeah. So, so yeah. I don't know what she's doing. She's varnishing the floor, painting the floor. Unclear. She loves that house. She bloody Alex. loves it. Carla loves this house. Yeah, so yeah. I have to save the house at all costs. Yeah. Later, I will throw a bomb in the street. Yeah. <laughs> Hope the neighbours aren't home. Yeah, yeah, I, I, have you ever have you ever defused a bomb before? You just pull them apart. <laughs> All those films are like cut the green. You don't need to do any of this. You just pull the rubber bands you know, as hard yeah, as you can. Destroy the bomb. Yeah. Destroy the bomb, doofus. It was just such a weird moment. Sorry, I'm watching this this harrowing sort of trial drama, and someone just threw some dynamite into a tree. I did not expect that scene when I started. Started watching this, <laughs> so uh, yeah. Um, so uh, meanwhile, Carly breaks into a police station. Sorry, uh, Jake. Jake's wife goes. Did Carly really say he was going to murder these people? Definitely tell. <laughs> tell the police. Tell the sheriff. Jake's <laughs> like, what a good idea. I'm going to do that. Uh, spoiler, he doesn't. Uh, so Carly, I thought he was breaking into a police station. It's the courthouse. The courthouse mm-hmm. yeah. So he sneaks in there at night and hides out. But that's the problem, isn't it? If you hide in a cupboard all night... Mm. Lee, I mean, I know we're messing around with the actual law, but the actual law is quite important for a bit... 
because they're like, oh, we can't mount the insanity defence because it never works and all the rest of it. Mm. And then they do get it to work. But hiding in a cupboard all night is probably the very definition of premeditated. <laughs> you were in a cupboard all night. Why else were you in a cupboard? Yeah, Agreed. that's true. Also, unless he goes, I thought I was at home Somewhere in bed. Else. Yeah, I was, yeah. you know. Uh, we got a little bit of a subplot. Um, which I won't dwell on because I don't like it whatsoever. <laughs> Ethel. Fucking <laughs> Ethel. She's brutal. Fuck, uh, what, is, what, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. Ethel, why is <laughs> Ethel in this film? <laughs> what is she, she, she maybe shagged Donald Sutherland. Uh, her husband yeah. gets killed. He's had, what? He's had two strokes. No, he doesn't call, He goes back to Oxford. Where's Oxford? Don't know. Uh, but yeah, no, he has, he's had two strokes. Mm. He, does, he won't know. survive a he third. He won't survive a third. She loves him, but she has fucked Donald Sutherland. <laughs> she has not. <laughs> she says no, but they think she has. Yeah, and they take the piss out of it. I, I, oh, don't care. No, I'm not interested. <laughs> Move on. Not Move on, interested. <laughs> so, great scene. Uh, uh, well, uh, I say great scene. So, we've we've seen Sandra Bullock arrive in a flashy sports car, and we've seen Harry Oliver Platt love him. Fantastic hair. Uh, it made me miss my hair. Mm. But uh, he sort of he goes... God, I love that ass. <laughs> she goes into the chorus. So we get this 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 pivotal scene where Carly comes out and guns down the two horrible attackers and and accidentally oh, bolly bounced off the floor. It hits Chris Cooper, blows Chris Cooper's knee off. But Sandra Bullock is watching this happen, and I mean, it just it's this weird moment where. We haven't been introduced to a character. Nope. She hasn't said a fucking word. So I was watching going, isn't it weird Sandra Bullock's in this courthouse? Yeah. Not the character Sandra Bullock's playing. I'm like, Sandra Bullock's there. <laughs> that's an odd place for a movie star to be when it's this happens. Strange. The whole, her whole thing. If that's how it's written in the book, that's even weirder. Where they rule of three, her going, can I have a job? No, I'll just disappear <laughs> then for the next 25 minutes. Can I have a job? It's so strange. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, I do like the bit where... It's just these little moments of familial relationships where his daughter, uh, Hannah, isn't it? Jake's daughter's Hannah, I think. Yes. Yeah, Hannah's the daughter. And she sees, you don't see Jake, but she's, you hear her standing on the steps go, Daddy's home, Daddy's home. Yeah. And then Ashley Judd, Carla, rushes out and goes, get the fuck inside. And you're like, what the? What a weird thing. And then obviously he's covered in the blood. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's good. Yeah, that that's good. good. Uh, so let's meet Rufus Buckley. Jake's beating him. We don't need to hear this because it's sort of like... So he can be beaten. Uh, this <laughs> shit hot lawyer who's lost to Jake before, just not in a murder trial. <laughs> we understand that as, as, as all... Only he's lawyers... lost to him? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's... So why is he cracking up when he finds out Jake's got the he's case? Like, it's my lucky day <laughs> yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, but apparently because this, this is a murder trial. It's like, I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> so is this just for lawyers, this movie? So, yeah, sure. Uh, but you get, I mean, I, we've seen this character before. Uh, he's good, Spacey, playing this role really with his good, southern yeah. drawl. You know, it's like, uh, what was his character in House of Cards? It feels like a little... Mm. What was he called? Frank. Yeah. Frank something, yeah. Frank Drebin. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. It was Francis Urquhart in the original House of Cards. Underhill? He's Frank yes. Underhill. That's it, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's a... There's a little just too much detail here, uh, to be perfectly honest. With the right jury... Like, Carl Lee will walk. It's not too much detail. It's repetition of quite basic detail. Okay. So you're, what you're dealing with is, all lawyers know this already, so it's for us, the audience. Mm. But I think tell us once, and then I get it. 
Like, if the jury isn't all white, he's got more of a chance of walking. But it seems like such a big swing, he'll walk. It's like, well, will he, though? I mean, you know, it's, it's no jeopardy there. I definitely yeah. have questions about the ruling at the end of the film. I mean, the thing is, it's really hard. I don't know if this is because we're less used to guns or whatever, but Carl Lee shoots indiscriminately almost into a crowd he doesn't go after these people when they're alone he, he doesn't have control of that gun it doesn't seem like it's amazing that no one else dies and obviously chris cooper gets his knee shot off to me you wait till the verdict you wait till they oh they didn't get found guilty okay i'll find a way to then kill them and you everyone would understand that but they didn't get their day in court mm. so it's just the choice of weapon he robbed them of that mm. he did the choice of weapon the choice of location any number of people could have been slaughtered and and i still am supposed to be rooting for him and i am and it's really tricky yeah uh he uh carly goes uh, he says with all the raping and the killing some people might be sympathetic towards a man who took the law into his own hands no not me <laughs> <laughs> stickler for the law isn't she real stickler it's the point of it you're not allowed to do what you want with it all right we're doing death wish next week <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a oh wait is it is it uh, one's bad two's even worse three fun yeah great again like this is two this is over the top two is like three's the one shot in east london yeah to make it look like New York, and <laughs> yeah. it does not look like New York. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Sorry. old gas works. So, um, so uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of Spacey's move here, Rufus Buckley's move, where he's going to keep Lucian on the sidelines by playing him with his favourite whiskey. Send yeah. him cases of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's bribing. He's bribing the judge, and he's getting Will Banks pissed. Yeah, it's weird. I think this is. I don't. Normally, it's like this. Like the shit hot lawyer who works for the state is normally quite good. Like they're quite a moral person, and they believe, you know, in their their cause. And it just feels like there's a lot of underhand stuff mm. going on. He's more slippery, yeah, yeah, than 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 often happens in these movies. Uh, Judge Noose. Great name. Uh, yeah, obviously, obviously putting it to Vicky. Do you like a judge called Noose? I think in the context of this movie, it's beautiful. It's like, yeah, yeah, let's fine. not try harder than that. Noose. What, yeah. a, judge Gun? It was, yeah, Judge Electric judge Chair. Death? Is that weird? Judge Gas Chamber? <laughs> uh, John, John, um, we're thinking of maybe just softening the name Judge Noose from the book. It's like... Mm, it's, like it's, uh, it's the best bit of the book, yeah. so... Yeah. He's called Omar Noose as well, like, oh my noose! Like, so it's pretty on the money. He's called Long. <laughs> uh, we see uh, Donald Sutherland as, as Lucian. Uh, what is he up to? I Carol, don't know. Any man who cradles a bottle of whiskey under their arm while they're out on a lovely walk in yeah. their fields. I can't be too far from my drink. Yeah, it's like, I, I, it's in case it wasn't clear, I'm a massive drunk. <laughs> I'm going to carry the whiskey round with me. Uh, I was like, he'll definitely sober up at some point to help Jake. I was right. Uh, yeah, briefly. he sobers up quite quickly though. When Jake's like, no beers, he's like, oh, fine. Yeah. But I don't think he would get through an hour. There's no <laughs> shakes or anything. He's like, hi, I'm. I'm here and I'm sober. I'm fine now. Mm. Uh, so Kiefer Sutherland, he plays Freddie Cobb um, and he is the brother of one of the deceased. So he is going to get the clan involved. Um, so we get this moment where Jake is fascinated with himself on TV, uh, which gets under Carla's skin. Uh, meanwhile, let's fast forward to Sandra Bullock, who still hasn't said a word and it's 36 minutes into the movie. Sandra Bullock. First Top Billy. Top Billy. Top Billy. Not a word for half an hour. But she does help net Jake with a note in court. Yeah. Are so, you allowed to do that? I, I, again, it's like this movie is... who is she? We don't know who she is. It's like some lady's just giving you a note. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, we get this stuff about the big thing, the biggest thing in this thing is going to be discrediting each other's psychiatrists. Yes. Which is kind of interesting to see. Doesn't feel like that's going to be the big... I don't know why. Sort of the little little bits of this case don't seem to add up to what is real. Anyway, we'll get to that at the end. Then uh, we finally do get to meet Ellen Rourke, who... Uh, <laughs> doesn't know that you shouldn't chuck a can of beer if someone's about to open it. Want a beer? <laughs> she just Such chucks a good it. point. It's like, who chucks a beer? It's like... It's also, it's a bit of a power move because if someone goes, want a beer and throws it at you, it's like, <laughs> if I don't fucking catch this, I look like an idiot. Yeah, but like, then I got water down the street not opening it because yeah. I feel fizz. Yeah. <laughs> Amateur hour. Does she want to sleep yeah. with him or not? It's mm. very unclear. Also, she's drinking Rolling Rock. Do she? Oh, oh I remember Rolling, Rolling Rock. Rock. Yeah. So weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so she offers her services to Jake. Uh, he's been a bit flirty, so he keeps banging on about his family. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But it's so weird. She's gorgeous. She's brilliant. She's yeah. perfect. Rich. She's free. She's rich. She's rich. She's rich. I can help you do this. He's like, go away. Yeah. Like, Sorry, I feel I revealed a bit too much about myself there. She's rich. Yeah, you're okay. <laughs> Is that what you like? I don't, oh, no to, I don't want to work anymore. I'm, I'm just fucking sick of this. Yes, honestly. You, if don't, you, you don't work that much. <laughs> you really don't. I'm right, and I still don't want to do what I do. <laughs> I want to retire. a week. <laughs> when you retire, you're not just retiring you, you're retiring us. Uh, yeah, so, hey, it's our old friend Kurtwood Smith. Yeah, hi, oh, Kurtwood. Yeah. yeah, the Stump Sisson. Wow. <laughs> Hell of a name. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Did you read Roger Ebert's review of this film? Go on. Not a fan. Oh, yes. He says uh, it gives the Ku Klux Klan prominence and degenerate glamour. Okay. I mean, are we supposed to be laughing at them? Because when they've got their little forms, it's like print this form and you mm. sign up for the clan by filling in a form. I think we're supposed to go, how silly, the and, bureaucracy. Mm. But then they are dangerous in this film. So uh, Yeah, and I, well, are they or is it just Freddie, Kiefer Sutherland? I mean, I don't know. Yes, sorry, they are. They are. I, I think there's something about the casting of Kurtwood Smith. I think because we've just done Robocop, it's like, well, he's a mean, competent villain. Yes. But I think he's cast here to be sort of that weaselly man yeah. who's bigging himself up and trying Bit to... Bit of a job's worth. Yeah, yeah, he's just sort of like, he probably works like, you know, doing some like database kind of job. I think But he here works. he's like puffed his chest yeah. out. Like this sort of small man syndrome thing. Because when they do the forms and whatever, when the bomb turns up later, I'm shocked because the clan are dangerous, but you, anyone can set fire to a cross. Not to be flippant, but like anyone can do that. Not anyone can put together a bomb. So I was surprised because I was like, oh, I think this is a stupid and dangerous group of people, but they're actually smart and dangerous because they've got hardware and they know how to use it and all the rest mm. of it. But it's a juxtaposition, isn't it? I didn't believe they could do that. I didn't really believe they would want to murder an entire family either. Mm. I thought they wanted to make a point, a few people get hurt, but taking a bomb to someone's house is you're going to kill three people, yep. which is big. Yeah, I mean, I think the, you know they're there to present a threat throughout, like, you know, which they do. Um but yeah, I, I, I mean... Well, it's about everyone seeing an opportunity, isn't it? Mm. The clan see it as an opportunity. The NAACP see it as an opportunity. The district attorney sees it as an opportunity. Mm. Um, I uh, do think it's weird they go after the NAACP. So, it's so weird to make them a villain. Like, so yeah. I think it's a bit of a misstep. Uh, you know, I guess... Like, they, fuck I, those guys. They're going after... It's, it's you know, people like Al Sharpton, yeah. you know, that they're going after. But it just seems weird, especially when I looked it up. It won the, This film won the NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Motion Picture. Great. So everyone's made <laughs> Have friends. you seen it, guys? <laughs> yeah. You don't go up that well in here. Maybe, maybe it's that thing of going, 
we have to give it the award. So we look like we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, they came to us. We were like, yeah, do you know what? We it can works. laugh at ourselves. We're happy with that. Yeah, yeah. Give it, give it a fucking award, cunts. <laughs> Uh, so, for a man who gunned down two people in a courthouse, Carl Lee gets taken a lot of places with no handcuffs yep. on. He's just walked into... He's very into, dangerous. He's walked into hospital rooms. Yep. The family of the cop who's had his leg amputated, Dwayne, Chris Cooper's character, they're like, hey, we don't want him here. No. And Sheriff Ozzy's like, no, 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 he's, he's, right. he's fine. <laughs> and we're having a laugh. It's Carly. <laughs> it's, it's his day out. Uh, it's a great moment. I mean, I think Chris Cooper is fantastic mm. with very little to do in this film and the bit where he doesn't say anything and you don't know his true feelings, which is obviously going to come back later when he's in the courthouse yeah. where he just turns Great. away from Carl Lee having had his leg amputated. Uh, so, yeah, we've done the NAACP. It is quite, quite strange. Uh, we find out. Jake never called Sheriff Ozzy about Carl Lee. So he feels like he's killed these men. He's responsible. But he did it because he feels he wanted them to die because he imagined them doing that to his own daughter, Hannah. You still should have let somebody know, Jake. (laughs) It would have been a shorter movie, but it would have been the right thing to do. Maybe. Uh, Who knows? Carla's not letting him off the hook. She says he could have prevented the murder. Uh, We get some horrible... More information. Tonya's never going to be able to have kids. Uh, Carly's wife needs money for groceries and bills. Uh, Carly manages to trick the NAACP <laughs> into giving them or him, giving his wife all the money they've raised. It's yeah. a good scene. Yeah, it just feels weird. Like, shaming the reverend feels weird. Like, because he comes off as like, I was genuinely trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, it, I, I read it like, I, I wasn't actually <laughs> trying to, like, rob from your wife. Mm-hmm. But Carly's like, yes, you were. I don't know. It just fell off. Uh, yeah, I don't know what minute we are at, but Ellen walks into a diner, makes it clear the case rests on the quality of the psychiatrist, Ellen Rourke. Yep. And uh, Jake still refuses to nope. hire her. Not and having it. Hires alcoholic Harry instead. <laughs> yeah, right in front of in her. In front of her. <laughs> a man who's just referred to her as she. Rather than use her name, he goes, this is my boy. But there's no way for her to get out of those scenes. I'm fascinated by the writing. So does the writing go, Ellen, once more, goes, <laughs> I will leave then. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got Snitch in the KKK with a Mickey Mouse tattoo. Uh, we've got the dynamite, throwing a dynamite bar into a tree. Uh, and then uh, Jake sends Carl and Hannah away. Because it's too color and head away. He's like, yeah, it's really dangerous. He's like, it doesn't seem that dangerous. No, no, it is. It's definitely nothing to do with Ellen Rourke. I'm just trying to learn a name and it's embarrassing having you guys here. So it's filmed at a time where people not flying were allowed to walk onto the runway to say goodbye to their loved ones. Not, not allowed anymore. 1996, sure. Sure. Have yeah. you been through security? Are you flying? No. <laughs> no. It's just much more scenic to say goodbye <laughs> on a runway. Uh, Judge Noose seems to be a bit of a baddie at the moment, as often is with judges in these movies. He uh, uh, doesn't like Jake, doesn't want him to win, thinks he should drop the case. Uh, so uh, we meet Emma, Emma Emmett Walsh as Willard. It's his first scene, doesn't say anything, genuinely looks ill. Uh, that's a bad hangover where he's lying <laughs> on a chair. You know when you have a really bad hangover and you're like, Oh, I feel that like you're acting that hangover <laughs> for me right there. Uh, so, <laughs> Carla's out of town. Jake's obviously got this big trial. It's a fucking huge trial. Yeah, what do you do the night before a big trial? Fucking get hammered. Why don't you go and drink a bottle of tequila yeah. with this girl you're going to do something with yeah. and then drive home, yeah. mental, yeah. 
Don't do that. Not before the big well, case. Well, this is after he's been to Lucian's house and he's got. He's going. Can I get a drink, Lucian? I need a fucking drink, mate. And then he wakes <laughs> up the following day on his face. Right. He's on. He's on the sofa in his office, and he, he like, and he comes downstairs to answer the door to Ellen Rourke, who's still <laughs> pitching for this fucking gig, <laughs> and and he looks really ill. Cut to next scene. Probably about ten minutes later in a diner. He's fine. Yeah. He, I'm like. I'm like. Absolutely not. Taking me out of the movie. No one goes from that to that. And then I realised, I looked up, he's 27. Yeah, he's Matthew fine. McConaughey. Not fine. a problem. I don't buy her smoking. It's so weird, doesn't isn't it? Doesn't look right. It doesn't look right because she's America's sweetheart. Doesn't suit her. She doesn't. But I feel like uh, these scenes, a lot of these scenes are just, we've, we've got Sandra Bullock, we're giving her top billing, we're paying her more than anyone else. Yeah. We've just got to write more scenes for her. Yeah. So we've got to have. We've got Didn't to have write a- her an ending, but no, no. nonetheless. <laughs> if you could just bow you out, you could just fuck off yeah. now. No, you don't get to go to court. Do I really not? No, you don't. No, you're all battered and bruised, yeah. and we never see yeah. you again. And you have to be so grateful and gracious and be like, "Oh, mate, yeah, I did get really fucked up actually, but you do your thing." Yeah, we could have been a really good team. Yeah, we could. <laughs> Kiss on forehead. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> got my big summation to do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the forehead kiss is always such a sweet thing, but you'd be like, go yeah, away. Yeah. yeah, you want to kiss me right now, don't you? Yeah, I do. On the forehead, though. Also, <laughs> why now? Now that I'm immobilised, I'm beaten up, and someone tried to kill me and brutalise me. I love the fact that they go, she goes, she goes, I've, all the wounds, is nothing that can't heal, so I will be hot again after this movie finishes. <laughs> that's so that's, that's what it's doing. I never it's going, that. she's not, she's still. He's like, that's re- not going to scar. She's like, this is just going to remember. Melt away. Remember how hot she was at the start before the attack? <laughs> She'll look like that again, so don't worry. That's her payoff. Yeah, that's, that's her true. payoff. She'll be hot again. That's so her arm is hot to not hot yeah. to be hot again hot off again, camera but at the end. lonely and sad. <laughs> yeah, because she's met the man of her life yeah, and done him. all the work for him <laughs> and still doesn't get any credit. Amazing. Oh, John Grisham. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I still love the bit where like, he goes, I fucking love the death penalty. They should use it more. Mm-hmm. And she's like, have you ever seen a man die? And he's like, no, nah, I don't need to. <laughs> Doesn't affect my opinion, you fucking liberal bitch. <laughs> is what he basically says. And then he goes, oh, do you know what? Maybe I should follow her. She is doing all my work for me. Yeah. And she's outside having a fact. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> she says, I'm sorry. And then he's like, do you know what? Finally, massive power trip. Yes, you're hired because you're passionate. She's like, what about all the free research I've yeah. been doing? What about my analytical mind? No, it's your passion. Yeah, and he still can't let it go. I don't agree with your politics, though. <laughs> so probably don't bring that up again if you want to kiss on the forehead. At the end. <laughs> uh, uh, my, possibly one of my favourite scenes in the movie. Uh, uh, we'll do after this break. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So possibly one of my favorite scenes in the movie <laughs> is uh, Stump Sisson wearing his full mask yeah. and hood walking down the street with a megaphone going, my name is Stump Sisson. <laughs> it's, it's like, just, you, don't, you, you don't need both. Like, <laughs> no, it's one or the other. <laughs> it tends to be. Yeah. Take it off. Uh, he gets burned to death. He, does he? No, he doesn't. He does. Die. Does he die? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when okay. they're at the KKK meeting, they go, he's dead. Oh, yeah. And you're like... So that, that's, that, that kid who hmm. threw the petrol bomb... Yeah, is he, does he get off now, is, too? Is that, is that, Everyone? A time to kill more. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Uh... Anyway, uh, we he gets one of the KKK. I think it's uh, Freddie Kiefer Sutherland's character. He's got an opportunity, so they tried to blow up Matthew McConaughey, but presented with the opportunity to jam a knife into his back, he goes, "Got your leg." <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's like, there's your warning. It's like the warning's too late because the bomb. So that needs to come first and then bot. Very anyway. true. Yeah. Fair enough. I also think if you've got a cut like that and you don't need a doctor, you can put that plaster on yourself. Yeah. He's like, it's near my bum. Yeah. She's like, I'll put it on. It's yeah. like, you can reach yeah. around and do that yeah. yourself. He's like, I haven't got any underwear on. She's like, I never wear underwear. It's like, this is on the Weird. nose. This, is, this isn't this is subtle flirting. It's like, so we could like literally fuck without taking down our pants. Without doing much more. <laughs> and also in that heat, no underwear. And she, it's like too close to his bum. Yeah, She's think like, about it. She does take a little piece and goes, Nice ass. <laughs> it is. Of course, it famously is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so Ellen goes. What do you guys do around here to blow off steam? No one's done any work. <laughs> Why are you blowing off steam? Like we only blow off steam after the podcast because we've worked. <laughs> Truth. Mm. You do it before sometimes. Uh, uh, as you mentioned, big shots, big big shots of uh, tequila uh, just the day before they're in court. Uh, so uh, I did. I, they th- burning crosses, Mark too. Um, they throw it onto the lawn of the house, which nearly apparently sets the whole house on. It burns the house down. It does, it does. burn the house. Down. I'm so sorry. It burns the nearly house gets down. the dog. Nearly gets the dog. Oh my god! This fucking moment. I was like, if they kill Max, and I really thought they were going to. I did too. And you know. I kind of would have respected them if they had, because it's like, yeah, dick, you were literally <laughs> out getting hammered the day before your trial, flirting in a hotel room rather than protecting the house your wife loves. Mm-hmm. And you got the dog killed. But no, Max comes back and I did shed a tear. I was oh, like, that's nice. oh, it was Simon's birthday the same oh, day. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, How old uh, is he? He's four. Really? 
really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, has it been has it been, been four, four years? years yeah. Never. I bought him some toys oh. for his birthday. Oh, they grow up so fast. He played with them for literally two minutes and then went, I want a PS5. <laughs> um, he doesn't like stuffed toys anymore. So live and learn. Uh, so free Carly. Fry Carly! Free Carly. <laughs> It's good. Good, work, good work workplace. Play. Who, who did it first, though? I think Free Carly. It <laughs> kind of means the KKK went, we got that, we'll that yeah. Uh, and the trial starts. Uh, Jake is antagonising the judge to draw first blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say this to the trial. We get a lot of moments where Jake basically breaks the rules of the courts to get his point across. Like, it happens time and time again. Yeah. Like, uh, Kevin Spacey, Rufus, Buckley, basically goes, you're just not allowed to do that. And he yeah. goes, OK, I've stopped, I've stopped, I've stopped. But, uh, but isn't it this? And they go, oh. And then I the like judge that, goes, How does that work? When the judge says, uh, the jury is to strike that from yeah. the record, it's like... Oh, would you, are you going to are you going to men in blackers? Have we, no, but that's we heard the point, it. isn't it? They heard it, but it's not allowed to be in the notes. It gets struck from the notes, so that when right. they go and deliberate, it's not in there. So if anyone's forgotten, there's nothing to remind them. But he knows it doesn't fuck the notes. Like as long as someone's gone, oh shit, and heard it, that's why it's mm. naughty. That's why you're not allowed to do it. But he knows he's going to take it as far as he can because he has to be appealing to people's emotions. So he's got to break the rules a little bit. Mm. I thought that was good. Yeah. Uh, do we need the villainous head of a jury or not? Oh, no. The man who's like... It's a weird subplot, isn't it? Because it doesn't really go anywhere. No, no. and it should be... Ba- I mean, it, all it is is exaggerating, amplifying what we already have, which is that this jury, we've been told, an all-white jury, we've been told this is a pretty open-and-shut case for, you know, we've got the psychiatrist, then just to have this guy going, which way are you going to vote? Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit much. A bit much. So... Dwayne Looney takes the stand. Good name. Uh, yeah. Dwayne Looney. I know. So, come on, John. <laughs> Please try. We pay, we pay you a lot of money, we'll John. Go- Noose, yes, but this, come on. <laughs> so, uh, so far, Ellen Rack has done a lot of work for Jake. Harry's done a fair bit. Lucian's joined the team to give Jake some useless pep talks. Now... It's up to Carl Lee to tell Jake how to do his job. <laughs> ask Dwayne if he thinks I should go to jail. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. No, ask him. I'm asking. You're my lawyer. Ask him. Ah, I don't fancy it. Fucking do it. Right. All right. Brilliant. This bit where he's like, you know, let him loose. What's it? What's the actual lie? He's he like, says set him loose. But yeah, I was turn him loose. Turn him loose. Turn what, him what loose. What do you turn loose? Don't turn a man loose. Turn an animal loose. What does that? I, oh. I, the choice of language for what the film is trying to say through me a little bit you don't turn you know turn him loose to me he's like a dog yeah i didn't think of that i don't know what maybe i'm seeing too much i don't know maybe you are i think you must be i mean i understand but it is strange language to use yeah, there not set him free because i i think the beat is wow you thought yeah, he, he was sides, you yeah. thought he was going to be pissed mm. off but actually you know and again <laughs> rufus is like y- you know you're not allowed <laughs> to do this we've meant to, everyone's meant to stop and he's like do it though do it jake's like go and do it do it <laughs> Shout that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> what do we think of this casting choice? Perfect. Are you talking Is about it? Chilton from Science yeah. of the Lambs showing up? I am. Yep. It's like head of the... You know what you did in Science of the Lambs? Just come here and do it again. <laughs> yeah. It's just... I, it took me out of the movie. Yeah. It's a mad bit of casting. It's like, people won't remember you. Uh, you mean him? Yeah. <laughs> the guy who's going to get eaten with like the most famous line from Silence of the Lambs, Father Beans in a Nice Kid. Him? Yeah. I'm going to fucking remember him. There he is, being the same character. 
So, yeah, he steps up uh, and then obviously gets taken down because Jake says... Again, this is another example of Jake just saying something and then, like, he goes, he goes... I'm basically saying you just say people are insane. Mm. You find insane people sane for the purposes of trials. Yep. Yeah, you're not allowed to say stuff like no, that. I don't no, think. It's, it's madness. I mean, you'd think John Grisham might know a thing or two about a courtroom drama. It's his first book. Oh, okay. He's finding his feet. Finding his feet. Uh, so, I mean, God, someone needs to put a stop to Freddie, Kiefer mm. Sutherland's character. Mm. He's just, He's got free run of this town. Yeah, he, yeah. he can do anything. Yeah. It's all felt very Texas book depository, this scene, when he, with him with the gun. He's got a fucking sniper rifle. He shoots down a military guard yep. and no one's gone, we need to track this. Get him. Yeah. Pretty quickly as well. I'm not sure about Fred. <laughs> uh, I mean, top billing, brilliant actress, but any news of the guard, any news on the guard who was shot? Jake. Ozzy says he's probably paralysed. Ellen. <laughs> she's like oh shit <laughs> she looks at me like oh god oh yeah. really yeah I thought it might be you there Jake what, what? <laughs> are you gonna this is your moment to start flirting wow it's selfish yeah uh, so uh, now we get uh, the evil KKK cop Hastings they, this is the kidnap scene yeah. with Ellen uh, pretty nasty where Freddie leaves her naked to be eaten by bugs. Uh, just a little process thing. Yep. You want to make sure she's dead because she knows who you are. So maybe don't leave her on the... Po- <laughs> I'm just saying, if you, if you, what's, why does Rourke need a slow death? You need her to, You don't need her to be scared. You yep. need her to be dead. Yep. If you needed her to be scared, you wouldn't be like, hey, it's me, Freddie, by the way. <laughs> so, they're not going to find her till after the summation anyway. Yeah, it's fine. So if you want a dead killer, if you don't, then yeah. don't tell her who you are. Well, he just doesn't take any precautions to hide himself. It's true. It's true. Uh, and Mickey Mouse rescues her. Uh, then Dr. Willard Bass takes the stand. Oh, <laughs> it's a good little bit of misdirection where it looks like Kevin Spacey, Rufus Buckley's like not prepared for this. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, sorry, me, uh, just a minute. Uh, 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 and then he's like, rapist! Yeah. <laughs> yep, convicted of statutory rape. Uh, <laughs> Lucian gives Jake his pep talk. It's like, it's literally Hagrid. It's like... <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. It's that. It's like, you're an attorney, Jake. You've got to live, breathe, eat, sleep justice. It's like, fucking hell. All right. And then the moment that I remember from the trailer, Mm. yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. Yeah. Good Good acting. Yeah. Great, really good acting good. by a good actor. Yeah, mm. it's what it's what we watch uh, courtroom dramas for, yes. isn't it? Someone losing their shit on yeah. the stand, but telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> so we've covered uh, Ellen in hospital, uh, but she she will be fine. She will get her looks back. That's the takeaway <laughs> from that hospital scene. Uh, so win or lose, Raw, <laughs> we make one hell of a team. Oh, nice. Uh, and then obviously. Weird scene with Carla. Dream sequence. What on earth is this? I why know, is she know. talking yeah. like this, Jake? Why is it? Why is it turned into the Red Shoe Diaries? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how much Vaseline is on this lens? What are you shooting? <laughs> Was this a sex scene? You went. We've just come from just come from Ellen Rourke in the yeah. hospital, so you cannot have sex with it's him here. Joel Schumacher. He's a maverick. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, then Carly. Uh, gives Jake the big speech in mm. jail. Uh, Which is great. Amazing. Calling out the white saviour bullshit of the movie. Yeah. 
in a way that To Kill a Mockingbird doesn't, but maybe The Kill a Mockingbird play does. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's really welcome, actually, in this film, yeah. I think. I really like it. It is. It is. I bet you don't even... We're not friends. We ain't no friends, Jake. I bet you don't even know where I live. Yeah. Yeah, our daughter's key... Our daughters will never play they'll together. They'll never play. They'll never, never play They'll together. never play together. Ever, ever. Especially not within the runtime of this movie. <laughs> never. Maybe Especially afterwards. not during a Fast and Furious-style <laughs> cookout. <laughs> maybe, maybe after the movie, when Ellen gets her looks back, maybe then they'll play together. <laughs> yeah. But that's some point yeah, in Jake, the future. we can't cure racism in this movie. <laughs> Unless... Uh, yeah. It's reverse racism, man. <laughs> yeah. we, fixed so, yeah. we fixed it we fixed it especially when Ashley does like I brought you food mm. and so racism is fixed yeah, yeah. peach cobbler I'm going to yeah. be in your house mm. you are so lucky I know, we, I, know I do know where you live <laughs> yeah. ta-da let's call it out and then undo it within five <laughs> minutes of film <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it does take Jake's last opportunity in this movie to do something off his own back away from him his client basically goes Sorry, I've lost all faith in you <laughs> as a lawyer over the course of this movie. This is what you need to fucking yeah, do, say mate. Say these words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. If he's like, writing it down, writing it down. Just say that. Say that. Doesn't matter what's written down because he's a maverick as well. I'm not, I'm not going to say what I had prepared. Oh, I love that. It's such oh, a light. hello. I had a big speech prepared. Yeah. Just tear that up in front yeah. of you. Don't need it. Because yeah. this is from the heart. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is real. And he does also go, I'm sorry for being a shit attorney. I know, that's so weird. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, well, is that for us or for the, the jury? Because you have been shit for this whole movie, you pisshead. <laughs> uh, anyway... We get this, close your eyes and imagine this horrible, oh, I hate being told to close my eyes. I'd be like, fuck story. you. Yeah. I hate it. That's because you always think it. I've got a jar of moths. <laughs> it's just, I think it's triggered me because it reminds me of like icebreakers at terrible work things. Like, okay, guys, everyone just want to close their eyes. It's like, no, because anything could happen if I close my eyes. What's happened? What's Sorry, that's a weird thing uh, Yeah. That is what I think, though. I did think... Uh, not a big thing, but he adds stuff that we haven't seen about... But the- this is so important because is that cheap or is it brilliant? Because when he's like, oh, they urinated yeah, on it. They all threw the rest beer cans on it. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't... What my question is, did they do that or is he elaborating on oh. what actually took place for, he's to making be, for the performance? He's, we, we know what's happened. Everyone knows what happened, but we don't know the full truth of it. So we are the jury because by providing the extra detail, we go, yeah, fuck it. He's, you, you, we've got just as much as we need. We can pretend that we believe the insanity thing because he's like, mm. well, he wasn't really a statutory rapist because they married each other and they've got three kids and blah, mm. blah, blah. So that absolves that particular thing in this weird logic. And then we go, by adding the spice kind of thing, is it a cheap trick? Because we're like, if we'd have known that, this speech has to work on its own merit. But because we didn't know that, we are the jury now because we're like, oh, I didn't know that. So yeah, of course, fuck it, hang but, but is he, is it elaboration or is no. it true? I think it's true, true yeah. which okay. means the film has withheld it from you, the audience. Right, 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 okay. And is that the sort of very, is that a nasty trick or is it very clever? I can't decide. It's quite yeah. manipulative, isn't yes, it? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously the... The famous last line, now imagine she's white. Wow. Mm. And people come Samuel Jackson's like, what did he do? How did he do that? How did you do that? And everyone's like, oh my God. Race. I've been racist. I didn't know this was about race. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, if he had a mic, he'd drop it. Yeah. It is that. uh, Yeah. (laughs) 
Got, got you, ya. Got you, bitches. <laughs> what do you think of that? Uh, I didn't write it. Carl Lee wrote it. But, uh, <laughs> I delivered it well. I will be taking the £7,000 from the end of the Half of it's in how you tell them. So, <laughs> and I did shed a tear. <laughs> how you tell them. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, and then I don't know how I feel about this bit. I, I just... It feels like it's from a different movie. It feels like it's from a musical when they throw open the doors and go, he's innocent! Yeah. All the kids are running down, he's innocent! It's just, it now, feels weird. John Grisham knows more about the law than we do. Yes. But I'm convinced he can't be found innocent of those murders. No. He'd be like, he's not innocent. Yes. Yeah, manslaughter. Yes, he's not guilty by reason of temporary insanity. Yes. He's got to be not... He can't... He's not innocent. Yeah. But that's why maybe it's kids saying it because they're just like, is he guilty or innocent? But he goes home. Yeah. Like... Oh, no, but I mean, it's... But maybe... I mean, well, I guess I guess it wouldn't sound good if she throws yeah. up the door and says, not guilty by reason of temporary insanity. <laughs> he's not I guilty get... by reason of temporary insanity! <laughs> but this is what I mean about the tone earlier with the KKK there's this tiny moment here where a black woman rips off the hood of a KKK person it's a white man underneath and she sort of she I can't remember she's like yeah but it's a, it's sort of like it's meant to be funny I think where she's like fuck you and whatever but mm. it, the music is like da 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 he's yeah. free this is what I mean about the end of the, this, yeah. this this whole sequence I do actually like the bit where I, I, I like this the setup of the, the cookouts that they're enjoying but I just this this bit just tonally feels like a, it's a it's it's just jump the shark. When Jake says to Carl Lee, "I'm one of the bad guys," remember? Yeah. Fuck off, Jake. <laughs> yeah. you, you 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 missed the whole point of what we've been talking about. And also, then. it's always assumed that the daughter is thrilled that her dad has murdered her attackers, but does that? Well, there's no investigation well, of whether that makes well, it well, worse. Well, well, this is where I'm going to end this. We have some good stuff. Oh, okay. Alex has got some it's, quotes. I think it's a long it's a long quote. Do it. Believe me, the way it ends is worth the journey. Okay. So, this is a July the 20th from this year mm. interview. This has been in the news, this film. With oh, really? Samuel <laughs> L. Jackson. So, he's asked the question, you've done so many movies that there must have been ones where the movie you saw in your head was not the movie that wound up on screen. Leading question. Of course, <clears throat> Samuel L. Jackson, of course, those were early films. In A Time to Kill... When I kill those guys, I kill them because of my daughter. My daughter needs to know those guys are not on the planet anymore and they will never hurt her again, that I will do anything to protect her. That's how I played the character throughout. And there were specific things we shot, things I did to make sure that she understood that. But in the editing process... They got taken out and it looked like I killed those dudes and then planned every move to make sure that I was going to get away with it. <clears throat> when I saw it, I was sitting there like, what the fuck? Okay. But also the things that they took out kept me from getting the Oscar. Really, motherfuckers? You took that shit from me? Okay. End scene. Oh, well, actually, there's a little bit more. Uh, my first day working on that film, I did a speech in a room with an actor, and the whole fucking set was in tears when I finished. I was like, okay, I'm on the right page. That shit is not in the movie, <laughs> and I know why it's not, because it wasn't my movie, and they weren't trying to make me a star. That was one of the first times that I saw that shit happen. Ooh, mm. okay. I I think based on that bit that we all love, you know, I, I, I think they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. I think... There could be a lot more Samuel L. Jackson being amazing in this movie. Yeah. Uh, yes. I, 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 I'll, I'll elaborate on that in my change. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, 
sign him off anymore? No. Okay. Let us do the bits. V, what yeah. is your best scene? The the long night of the soul scene, the last day when Carly says to Jake, you're my secret weapon because it gives the power back to Carly because Jake's, he's like, well, basically, it's like you said, do this, <laughs> stop fucking it up. You're the bad guy. This is what it would take. I think the speech is really good. I think it's a twist as well. It's fun. It's like, oh, we didn't know that you knew that. Like, I think I thought that Carly employed or asked Jake to represent him because he represented his brother. And he's like, I know you could do it. You try and do the right thing. Mm. But then he was like, no, no, no. Even though Samuel L. Jackson, I think, has just said he hates this. I planned this all along. <laughs> I thought that was a very powerful bit. Okay, Chris, best scene. Yes, they deserve to die. And I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... I'm sure you're going to go into it on your change. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's, it's just, it's electrifying. Just hearing that, it's what, you know, it's like 10 words and you're just like, oh, where's more of that Samuel L. Jackson in this movie? Or just an opportunity to see more of that. But uh, yeah, I also, a uh, special mention to Chris Cooper, uh, although the language is interesting, I hadn't considered that, but, you know, just shouting that you turn him loose, mm. you know, that switcheroo where you don't think he's going that way. Mm. Uh, but, you know, when Max the dog comes back, uh, genuinely, I cried. I know that might be a difficult uh, scene to pick for a movie which has got so much to say, but man, that dog coming back. That's what's supposed I was to just you. Like, I was like, oh my God, there he comes, Simon, it's your birthday. Are you alive <laughs> still? Despite my best efforts. <laughs> uh, right, most valuable whatever, Chris. The actor Samuel L. Jackson. <clears throat> okay, tell me why. Tell me why. Because uh, he's great. <laughs> great, good for me. V. The actor Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> why? I want to give it to Sandra for obvious reasons, mm. but I just won't. Because she does so much without saying a word. She's just so... <laughs> for 40 minutes. <laughs> she is effervescent, mm. that woman. Mm. Uh, but it is Samuel L. Jackson holding it together. It tips over into more kishness. I think Matthew McConaughey thinks he's getting an Oscar, and I don't think he should. And it, Samuel L. Jackson is like the grown-up holding it together, for sure. Yeah, well, when he was shooting it, Samuel L. Jackson thought he was getting an Oscar. <laughs> But, uh, it turns out no, uh, no. Uh, uh, well, just just uh, to throw a curveball, I think Chris Cooper. I'm just going to go with Chris Cooper. Samuel Jackson's fantastic, but just for something different, Chris Cooper. Uh, again, as I said, he does so much with so little, and you know that tear, the tears as he sort of when he's asked, you know, can you still work as a police officer? And he's like, I can do certain things. It's like, like I can perform a range of services. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Better. <laughs> Uh, right then, what would you change, V? I cannot live with and I cannot cope with Rock being brutalised and nearly killed and then you literally never see her again. <laughs> so she needs to use her attack to get Kiefer Sutherland convicted in court. So what I want, it's ridiculous, but this is what I want. They're in court and they're like, where's where's Ellen? Where's Rurk? And they're like, and then she flies in, covered in bruises. Here I am. Oh, yeah. And it was that man over there that did it. That's it. <laughs> With the candlestick in the <laughs> library. Yeah. So I want, I, wanted to, I want that scene where someone throws open the doors of the court inwards and goes, it was him. And I want it to be her. And she's like, look at the fucking state of me. Or sequel about her another time to kill okay yeah. is that joke uh, no. <laughs> it's a real sequel there's right, a okay. sequel in development mm. it's called another time to kill great it's called a time for mercy right okay based on a book that came out in 2020 it's going to be a tv series john yeah grisham yeah okay, okay great actually john grisham though or pretend god john grisham <laughs> uh so uh, what would you change chris um I think maybe spend less time on 
Ethel's problems and yeah. more time are with the black family in this film who whose story isn't really told. <laughs> There's a lot of white people problems in this film. Uh, it's a really bad example of that. And um, I'm not the only one who thought that. I, I, I'm going to go back to Roger Ebert's review, which I love this turn of phrase at the end. He says, my advice to the filmmakers about the black people in town, try imagining they're white. Oh, oh you go, Roger. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll join. I'll join the. Uh, the I'll join the Ethel pylon. Just fucking what? Fuck off, Ethel. I'm just I don't. Let's it meet- is surprising though. In fairness, because she's an older lady and she's meant to go. Yes, this is shit, and yes, Bob is mm. dead. But you do you doing the right thing? When she's like, I fucking hate you for all of this. Mm. Goodbye. It's not a bad scene. No, agreed. But it's just a shock because that beat is right in front of you, and they twist it. Yeah. But it is also very brutal and harsh for her to be like, "You killed my husband, by the way." He's not dead. <laughs> I think Bob, I thought I think he was dead. They go to his no, funeral. That's why they're all in black. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah they I go to the funeral, yeah. Oh, when they say they're taking him back to Oxford, they meet you they in the body. They the body, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, <laughs> you called me out for that earlier, and I was thinking, no. Yeah. Don't, don't but she doesn't care, because then Lucian's like, so, hello, yeah. babe, and she's don't like, don't I will take your arm. Don't try and lecture me about Bob. I'm so... <laughs> I am so... He did. Not, not good around death. I'm like, they, they can't be dead. He's fucking off back to Oxford. I thought he was going back to Oxford. His corpses. Right, right, right. Yeah, that makes complete sense now. <laughs> Weird. It makes complete sense. Because they're all in black. Yeah, yeah. and really sad. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, tone down Ethel and tone up maybe Tonya's mum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And also, don't shoot the Ashley Judd coming back sequence like she's a ghost. Cause <laughs> a sweaty ghost. Yeah. Hey, I've got a message that can only be delivered in person. <laughs> all right. Fine. I've got a gun pointed at you. Right, that's me done. Lovely. All right. I think it's time for the verdict. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! So. (laughs) (laughs) How's that been the last three weeks? Better? Better. (laughs) I just said this minute where I was like, is it my (laughs) (laughs) Um... So who's going to vote first? <laughs> Feels funny this week. Uh, Alex. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, first watch for me for both of these. Did enjoy both uh, for mm. different reasons. Uh, enjoyed one considerably more than the other, despite the dead dog. Uh, partly because I've never seen a family relationship that has been so loving without being cloying on screen. And Atticus, Jem and Scout. I, I, my cynicism makes me want to feel sick around a family that is so awesome with a dad that awesome and everyone's so fucking happy. I want to find flaw in it, but I can't. It's amazing. So I'm voting for To Kill a Mockingbird. Vicky. I don't, th- I really don't think Time to Kill is actually very well directed. There's a lot of, we're going to tell you what's happened. So like you said before, Ethel's like, you've become obsessed with this case and we're neglecting our clients. A, you don't have any clients. That's your big thing. Yeah. And B, we, you don't appear to be that obsessed. And then Oliver Platt is like, you're on the verge of having an affair. How would he know? Like, you're just telling us stuff. I think that's really sloppy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think if you've not read Kill a Mockingbird, there are times you wouldn't have any idea what's going on. And, and I know that that's, a, you know a little thing but that's the point of film isn't it it's supposed to bring you along on the journey like if you didn't know what the tree presents are from Boo Radley but like, why is there stuff in a tree like it's, it doesn't help you out in that way um, and I don't think Scout is the main character and she's meant to be but then I think that's okay and Gregory Peck just draws you right into it so it is obviously To Kill a Mockingbird Chris well, To Kill a Mockingbird's one 
Uh, yes, it has. Sorry, yes. yeah. You normally sorry. do that. I normally do that, but you know we've been switching it around. Sometimes you've, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. To kill a mockingbird <laughs> is this week's winner. Well done to Killer Mockingbird. Congratulations to all involved. Uh, and I'm voting for To Kill a Mockingbird as oh, well. Okay. Uh, to, uh, time to Kill isn't as good as I remembered. No, right. I agree with you. I was hoping it was going to be a fair fight. I was so excited. Yeah, yeah. And then it, mid, just all the sweat and whatever, I was like, oh, I think this is bad. Yeah. I think it might be bad. It's watchable. Yeah. But it's, it, ain't, it ain't great. No. To Kill a Mockingbird's great. Right, then. Obviously... We have a winner. It is To Kill a Mockingbird. Don't, don't forget, you can have your say and tell us how right or wrong you think we got it when the listener poll goes up on our Twitter account where we are at Clash Pod. Right then, let's look ahead to next week's pairing. And the clue I gave on Monday was all dolled up. We can review the clue now. Is it all right? Is it too? Great, it's a bit yeah. on the nose, isn't it? Fine. Oh, yeah. People will get it, but people that's fine. It. All right, that's fine. fine. Uh, so we are, of course, doing 1988's Child's Play. Versus 2022's Megan. So uh, they're available all over the place. I had a quick look. There are all sorts of places uh, to rent. Uh, So that is your homework for next week. Get ready for Monday when 1988's Child Play is the movie we're doing. And until then, you guys have a lovely weekend. Bye-bye. Clash of the Titles is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.